0: and welcome 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 to wdgs on your podcast station of course this is your girl fabulous frida your host here to bring you the most on wdgs i just wanted to share with you tonight tonight the nighttime. Oh, how I always say the right time to make sure before you lay me down to sleep, you pray to the Lord your soul to keep. Oh, I hope somebody remember that from a childhood days. It's so important because so many oftentimes, I believe that as we scurry about during the day in the midst of the day, and we on the busy highways and byways, and we out and about, we always get this feeling you know that things may occur but i oftentimes think about my grandmother how she laid down and went to sleep and god just did not allow her to wake up she wasn't in any pain to our knowledge what to my knowledge let me let me keep this (laughs) to my knowledge she wasn't sick she had not been through any suffering any medical diagnosis, she just laid and peacefully passed away. You know, sometimes when I come on my podcast, I know I sound a little radical, I sound a little outrageous even sometimes, and I get on my soapbox, and that's the beauty of social media. You have the free rearrange. Social media would definitely show you some strengths and weaknesses, because when you're on social media, whether it's your Facebook, whether it's your Instagram, your IG, uh, what people call it, your, your YouTube channel, whatever method of social media that you have a page and a profile set up is going to teach you one thing, whether you have strength or whether you have weakness. If you engage with anybody... And you caught up in the numbers. If you caught up in the naysayers. If you caught up in it for a survival. Or, or you caught up in it for just a social pleasure. But this is the thing. I got to come back to you with a part two. Because this survival thing just been resonating in my spirit all day. It's almost like you ever had a song. And this song just keeps popping in your head as you move about your day. And this song just keep coming up. And you be trying to figure like, what brought that song on? And why is it lingering in my thought process off and on all day long? Well, this is the thing about survival. Because when I talked about survival earlier this morning, if you listen to the morning podcast, one of the things I want people to truly, truly, truly understand as I convey this to you. When I say I sit as a survivor, no matter what I discuss from my past or my present or my anticipation of future, I am a survivor. And I tell you why I say I'm a survivor. Because of the many things I've had to go through. And I've had to go through them all by myself. And unless you've ever had to walk in those type of shoes all by yourself. And see, it's not because I'm trying to throw nobody under the bus. Or I'm trying to cast a light on somebody who wasn't right. I want to speak to people who feel that you think that when you have seen your life spiral down and all hope is gone, I want to be somebody in your ear that you can replay like a song to know you can survive. You can survive, you can survive, and you can survive. And so oftentimes, especially in Let me say our culture. We are real big on kumbaya, family, and family reunions. And you know what? And I thought even growing up, because we didn't, my grandmother house, we didn't put out no flyers. I don't remember nobody sending any letters, you know, for people to come. Everybody just came. You know, everybody would come. Certain holidays, I remember we would have cousins that come from Atlanta, from Florida, from from New York, from California. I don't remember, because I'm real good in my memory by the grace of the Holy Spirit that brings things to your remembrance. And I know my grandmother did not sit down and create flyers for people to come. I'm just saying. But see, I came up during a time. That's why I can talk to you about a survivor. There was a lot of things that people make nowadays to try to make people feel like you privileged and you should be entitled. Now the only thing, the only thing a survivor understands is that emotions has a place. And emotions never get precedence over necessity. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And so we're living in a dispensation of time. You know, where a lot of people are battling with mental anguish and mental depression and mental anxiety. And I do believe, and this is just my opinion, I do believe that a lot of that stems from a lot of things that people take and put in their bodies, things that they put on and put in. You know, we went through a transformation in a dispensation of time when I was a young mother. There were a lot of young mothers who start migrating to cable TV. And then the cable TV start bringing all these channels. You know, like now is social media. But every generation has had its uh, social outlet. And see, this is where I think sometimes we lose sight of the reality. See, even back in my grandmother them days, it was a radio. And people would gather together and listen to the games. And then it became the black and white TV. And from the black and white TV and the antennas, it went to the color TV. Oh, y'all, some of y'all remember. And from the color TV, that's when really you begin to expand in the channels. See, because you know, once upon a time when TVs were black and white, seriously, There was only three main local channels. There was no such thing when I was growing up where you can watch channels in New York City and you lived in Georgia in the country. I'm just saying. Now, now we have evolved until where you don't even have to watch TV. You can watch your cell phone. And most of the young kids, that's what they actually do. Why am I saying all this to you? Because, see, in order to be a survivor, you must be able to relate to reality. And so the reality is when I talk and I say things, listen, I'm not seeking no pity party. I'm not seeking no validation or affirmation from anybody that didn't do right by me and for me. I'm not in my feelings about that. I just want people to understand that even when you don't have the people, you have expectations to be there and they're not there. And they don't do the things that you feel that they should do for you. That's no reason to fall out with people. That's no reason to hate people. That's no reason to come against people. And in spite of, listen, you got to grab this. In spite of all that I never did to do against people, See, I still have to walk this walk. And that's what I want somebody to understand. When you're a survivor, let me tell you three things that's going to always occur in your life. You're going to learn how to become resourceful. You're going to learn how to make it do what it do. You're going to learn how to you can take water and, 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 and mud and make a house. I'm just saying, when you're resourceful. You'll learn sometimes the most unorthodox ways that you have to medicate yourself to survive. Even how to heal your own wounds. Even how to bandage your own wounds. I'm saying, when you're a survivor, you got to always know that there's a, there's a courage in you that no matter what somebody did to you, you can still survive. You can make it. And I think what has happened in society as a whole, you know, me and one of my, my friends, you know, one of my guy friends, we was talking last week and, and I said to him, I said, you know, I just, I just get so perplexed sometimes when I look around at people that's just, just get, they just get so weak. And so I'd be praying, listen, y'all, you got to get this. Cause this is why I come before you because I, I got to know how to turn my prayers to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I got to know how to stay and be still when I'm in my prayer closet because I, I by nature, I love people. I love people. I don't always like their spirit, especially when they got a deceiving spirit, when they got a weak spirit, when they need to be strong. Because, see, this is the thing. We get to choose what weakens us. Oh, God, help me today. Let me say that again. We get to choose what we choose to allow to weaken us. And, see, that's one of the greatest lessons I learned as a survivor. I get to choose what I allow to weaken me. If I got married a hundred times, see, to me, you know, you got people married one time and they vow off marriage and they say they will never marry again because they realized they could not endure that hurt. And listen, and that's something I can understand and relate to. Everybody don't have to be strong. It's okay, even when you're strong. See, this is the part I love. I'm weak. And even when I'm weak, I'm stronger. And life is about how you choose to view things. If you always want to view things to think that it's always bad, it'll be bad. Let me tell you the reason I don't walk in any shame. And I put myself on the chopping block. And I tell people that, listen, there's nothing you can say that can embarrass me. Because I can tell my story, all the dark, ugly, whatever, how I used to be. Because, see, this is the thing about gaining strength. When you learn from it, I never can run away from the things I didn't do. That's what we call the old man in the spirit realm. I see, as long as people run away from their truth, their truths, and see, just like with my children, I, I remember I've said to all of them, well, I'm sorry. Because there are things that I did, listen, I tell people quick, I really didn't even understand how to be a mother till I had them last three little children. The first, them first children, I just knew how to feed them. I knew how to protect them. I knew how to clothe them. And I knew how to keep shelter over their heads because I didn't get no instructional manual and so you get you 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 learn parenting generally and when you're baptized, I called it by fire as you go along and you experience where well, you take some parts from people, the patriots, you know what parts you want to apply, what parts you want to add and subtract. But this is the thing about a survivor. you blame nobody. Because you come to realize, common sense, a reality is that when you get a certain maturity, let me tell you what helps a survivor is knowing you got a choice to be mature. See, some people don't understand that. Some people stay stuck in petty because they choose. Oh, I know somebody don't want to hear this, but I got to tell you. And, 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 and even though I understand because therefore as I was saying back in my time you had a lot of young mothers I had some in my neighborhood and we and including me we enjoyed watching our soaps you know All my children you know the people from from like the north they used to watch ABC and the people in the South used to watch CBS. And I learned this when I would go from the north to the south. And so when I was in the south, I did as the southerns did. When I was in the north, I did as the northerns did. But the thing is, when you're a survivor, that's the first rule of thumb. You learn that you may have to adapt. You may have to adjust. And it's okay. But see, be be real and be truthful to yourself and know when something is too, the load is too heavy, say, okay, well, you know what? I need to rest. I need to take a break. It's okay. Your strength comes from knowing you cannot be everywhere at all times for everybody. Hello. You just can't do it. You. It's not even humanly possible to be everywhere every place, every time, for everybody. So you, you grow to a maturity to accept and understand that. And this is why I look around now and I think there's so many people that have been weakened because of certain things they put in their body. As I was going to say, you know, back in my young motherhood days, there were many, many mothers that started taking some advice on putting their children on Ritalin. And I just personally think, just like now, it was because a lack of choosing to engage in the great outdoors, in the environment, letting the children go outside and get some fresh air and play. Go sit on the porch and read a book while you're watching. But instead, you had a lot of young mothers at that time, they wanted to be glued to the tube watching BET because at that time it was just music, all day music, video, music, videos, people dancing. This is what pretty much the majority of BET was, and in between it was show some of uh, um, uh, a movie or two. Well, I don't think it really was movies, but it was mostly show sitcoms, and you know. So, but the thing is, when they were glued to the Bluetooth, instead of sending their kids outside because they didn't, you know, go out there to watch them, and the world was gradually changing. And neighbors got to where well, they wouldn't look out for your kids. You know, the tribe was minimizing in their duties. And listen, and see, this is the thing about a survivor. You connect with reality. We got to get rid of this shame and be able to stand bolder and say, you know what, yeah, that was me, and I messed up. But I learned better and began to do better. And see, so because back then... The tribe start minimizing because you had people who kids, like they don't really realize. Kids learn at a young age to tell lies, and if they lie because they feelings was hurt on the neighbor or the man on the corner store, then the parent, you know, starts. They stop. They stop asking the grown up what happened. Instead, they start just taking the child's word for it. And then they start approaching other grown-ups and creating confrontation. So if you just don't know why the village started reciprocating, that's what happened. And it's more prevalent now than ever. People will believe they're lying kids. And they know they kids tell lies. This is see, this is what amazes my mindset of reality with people. Your children lie to you all the time during the day. And you know they be lying and you be done caught them in lies. But then you'll jump sides with them against another grown-up. Like you really think that your child, is honest. And see, this is the thing. Nah, 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 nah. And what I'm telling you, you start getting weak because people not paying attention. Well, the majority, let me put it that way, because I'm, I'm a firm believer. The, the majority is definitely not always right. They're not paying attention that every time you uphold and you partake, and something that you already know the truth about, you get in a dangerous territory with God, and God is the reason for our greatest survival skills, and this is why I have no shame in my game. You know, I watch this, um, this, this, this. I encourage you to watch it. Very enlightening on Netflix. Uh, Save Maya. Save Maya. Very, very interesting in how divided we have been in a world system. You know, people that was innocent, and I'm sure people that was guilty. And this is the thing. We cannot save the world because the world don't belong to us. No matter how big your voice, no matter how many people you can talk to in a day, the greatest gift of a survivor is reality. Just accept the things that you know are real and are true. And this is the thing. That's why I say, for years, I cast no blame. I just tell the truth. If a person falls short, they fail short. That's no shame. At least it shouldn't be. And until we get delivered, that's what we we'll are feel. But see, we're not the only one just like me. I carry no shame. I do what I do that that I do. But the thing is, did I always do the right thing? Absolutely not. Did I always make the right decision? Absolutely not. And can I tell you why? Because we are human beings. We're human beings. And even God repented from creating us because he realized we just got a lot of things we need to get right. But see, I don't run from my wrongs. And that's what pushes you to being a survivor. I want to give you three things that every survivor would definitely you will see it in that characteristic one is that they're gonna always be resourceful when you see a resourceful person that's because they always trying to figure out a way to rescue and when you do that listen to me that's why i say this is not about shining no bad spotlight on nobody this is just about owning my truth of my journey as a testimony to let people know I'm a survivor. And see, this is the thing about my journey. I didn't have a lot of family, not not let me say not immediate family. And so this is why a lot of times they they I, I'm sure they are very perplexed about me because I'm not I'm not a pretentious person. Don't pretend that you really care. And don't pretend that you really love me when you have been up and down passing me by. And then all of a sudden, we're supposed to be kumbaya. And this is the thing what nobody seems to grasp concerning me. I don't hate nobody, I'm not mad at nobody. And if they show up, guess what? I'm gonna be kind. You know why? because I love God. I love God. And so my God, he doesn't allow me to live like that. Do I learn? See, this is the survival instinct. When you try certain things and you see whether or not what works for you and what doesn't work for you, this is the thing. You don't exert a lot of energy in something that you know is not working. I've reached three scores three scores and I and I've had somebody to say to me they offered me an apology for all the years that there was a disconnection see I live in a reality world don't act like you care when you ain't never been there I'm just saying you gotta you gotta be there in some shape form or fashion to care you gotta know some things about people to really care when people follow people that are strangers on social media, they know something about them to care. No, no matter I'm not living in a in a fantasy world. I'm and that's the survival mode. You always deal with what's a reality. This is what's real. Cuz we can all make up a fantasy. But the real deal, the real deal is that Caring comes with the conduct and character. If you never, you never call me on my birthday. You, you, and listen, and te- and let me tell you, and I never call some other people. But I'm not sitting there in a pretense, on a fantasy world, trying to make people feel like, oh, but I promise you, I'm just so, I love you as my, I hate you feeling, no, I'm not finna sit there and tell that lie, because I had the breath in my body to do something about it, or make an effort, and I didn't, so I'm not finna sit there and pretend. That I care when it I had reached a place when I was a little girl, yes, I cared. I cared about everything concerning everybody in the whole world. But once you keep growing and growing and you start formulating your own relationships and you start seeing that, okay, well my daddy, he, 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 he didn't, he didn't he didn't make time. You know, like that little commercial, uh uh not commercial, it's a little thing that they got on, on on Facebook or social media, and the little boy, he talked to somebody and he said, he said, my granny said, you know what my granny said about my mama? <laughs> I'm just saying, these are things that even a kid can recognize and realize. I let me tell you something. When people show me, I'm in this season, when they show me that it's not about caring for me. I'm just as insignificant in their lives. I I get real perplexed when people seem to think that you got to insert yourself in their lives. You got to push your way into, in their house. That's not, that's not, that's not respectful. If a person don't want to let me in, guess what, especially when I was once in their lives, sometimes you got to draw a line to survive, is what I'm saying. You got to draw a line. And when I talk about survival, even when I think about my grandmother, my great grandmother on both sides, because I was able to live and see, I started a fourth generation and i've been observing since my grandmother my mother's mother put me on a greyhound bus This not no local transportation i had just passed five years old it was the summer actually right before i turned six i got out of school and she put me on that bus And she told me where to sit, and she told me to stay awake and pay attention. She said, don't fall asleep, Alfreda, because when they call the city where you're gonna get off the bus, because you know, sometimes the bus drivers, they be told, but they have other things to do. So my grandma gave me these instructions, and that's number two for survival. You must know how to follow the proper instructions. That can mean everything to save your life, following the proper instructions. And no matter what people said about who I were or what they thought I was, I was real big on following instructions in school as well as at home. Now, it's the difference in being disobedient and following instructions. And that's why sometimes people don't hear attentively. You know, I had a conversation real briefly yesterday with my property manager, and so when, with her, the assistant. And when I was, I, and I and I eventually called there, and 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 so she said to me, she said, "Well, you, I got the message, but you said in the message you didn't want me to address you, so this is why I didn't call you." She said, "But you said that you had a treatment for the uh uh uh, uh service, because I called to complain, uh." Uh-uh. About some 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 insects I went to see that I'm not accustomed to. I' being honest, I haven't been accustomed to in over uh, thirty years. So it's like I, I need some some attention on this matter. And so this is what she said. What well, you said in your message that you had had your unit treated uh twice and this is a be the third time and she said and I went through the records and I didn't see that. I said, hold up, wait, stop right there. I don't know what it is about people. Ah, y'all know me. I had to go there. That y'all don't hear attentively. That is not what I said. She said, well yes, because I went through the message and I heard I said, no, that is not what I said. I know what I said. And, and this is the thing, when I said what I said, when I left that message on their phone, I also recorded my own self, hello, that I can have for a backup. She said, well, Ms. Putman, well, what did you say? I said, I said, I have complained two times, and this morning is my third complaint. I never said nothing about treatment. And she had to stop and think. See, that's a big difference. That's why I say people need to become word people because it's a big difference in a complaint and a treatment. I never said I received any treatment. I said this is my third complaint about my situation. And after she thought for a minute, she said, you know what? That's right. See, sometimes people get it so twisted because they don't hear. They don't hear. They don't hear well and they'll take what they thought you said and they'll run with it and this is how even people get stuff twisted that's why the Bible tells us let your yay be yay and your nay be nay and if you don't have good memorization and if you're going to get stuff twisted up just how that one word make a whole big difference and look how she exerted energy She went, she said, I went through all the work, and I didn't see, and I went back, and I said, well, I never said I received not one treatment. She said, well, what did you say? I said a complaint. A complaint and a treatment is two totally different things. And this is what's going on in the world. People not listening and then they get offended sometime with me because I'm telling them what I know that I said. One word had her exerting energy to do some things that I never even said. So then now we can move forward to the next thing, which is the third thing to survive. Preparation. You will always be in preparation. When you are a survivor, you will always be in preparation. And the more you are in preparation, you don't have time to sit down and fret over and mold over things that somebody said that's not applicable to your life. This is how I learned to survive. I was always busy making preparations. When my ch- kids was real little, in order to survive my hurt and my pain from my first marriage, you know what I was doing? I was preparing them for the whole school week. I had two in school. that They weren't washing no clothes. And, and, and at that time, I didn't let them use my washing machine. Then I lived in a place, if everybody ever heard of the housing project. And although I had a drier connection because I moved from a house on two and a half acres of land. See, I've been a and I've been a bound. I've had a good life and then I had to go back to the rough side of the mountain. But let me tell you something. That didn't break my spirit because I'm a survivor. That's why I say, I don't say that to boast and brag in me. I say that because of my relationship with God. It was never about our freedom. I went through so much rejection. You may hear me say my mother, my daddy didn't raise me and my grandparents did, but that's not the only rejection I received. I received rejection from aunties, uncles, and a whole lot of cousins and dozens. I went through a season of taboo. People don't hear me now. Well, only one person who was dead and gone, that couldn't defend themselves, but the living who could. I was a teenager and people rejected me for my own truth. And when I found out that, that about family, that they would take sides based upon who they like, no matter if the person ain't right, it's just who they like. I learned that as a teenager. So I became an outcast to all my family who. Felt some type of way because I would sweep the truth under the rug. And so, because of that, I took a long journey without immediate family. And I still didn't fall out with them. And now, here we are all good and grown and grown and old. And I can't even figure it out now. Like, now we done had these years and decades, or ten at least 10, 20 years of a journey with Jesus. And we get offended by the truth. The old truth. That's the stuff. I'm talking about old stuff. And I'm not talking about it because it has broken me because I'm still alive. I talk about it to strengthen somebody else. Listen, let me tell you something. History has always defined us through a strength. When my grandmother and them came up, I'm sure they didn't have not now birthday party. I'm sure when my mama came up and my daddy, they probably didn't have now either. So you know when I talked about on part one, I didn't have but one. I'm not talking about it to cry about it. I'm talking about it to let you know you can survive without a birthday party. Hello, you can survive without people being present when you know God. I see that's the that's the bonus when you know God. He will lead and guide you. By the Holy Spirit that's a teacher, a leader, and a guider into all truth. The Holy Spirit will teach you, lead you, and guide you on how to be resourceful. It'll bring things back to your remembrance. It'll comfort you when there's no one there and you're crying out on Christmas. Nobody. I mean nobody. No, no, nobody. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. And see, that's why I promote what did God say. I'm an advocate for God. Nobody is my shero or my hero. Them the patriots that's already gone before me because they the ones who knew how to eat cheese and still stay happy. They the ones who knew how to eat cheese and still feed your neighbor. I don't get that kind of feedback now. So nobody is my shero or my hero but God. I, they done, They ain't got them kind of folks no more. They People get in their feelings. They want to take sides because when my grandmama's husband cheated, it wasn't nobody's business but my grandma. And if she could live with it, I could live with it too. But you got people now, if you don't do something the way you did something, to somebody, everybody want to fall out with you for what you see. I don't know them spirits because I'm a survivor. And I don't fall out with folks because other people fall out with them. I'm not falling out with anybody anyway. But you would think somebody needs to personally do something against you. Now, here was my grandmother. And she 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 didn't mistreat nobody, not even her husband, that came home. See, it's so much that we could learn if y'all had been back in my time. You learn how to live without fingernails and eyelashes and a whole lot of stuff that can tell your your permanent hairs that grow out of your lenses, your nail bed. I mean, all this stuff that people feel that it takes to survive. That's what they think. It really do. They get so superficial. Sometimes I just sit back, I just listen, and I just watch as well as pray. Now if I now when I had a husband, let me just say, the, the second husband, he 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 actually would pay for my nails and stuff, cause he liked that kind of stuff. But you know what? It it didn't make me. It didn't make me. Because I was too busy being a survivor. Just like I was about to say when I lived in the projects when people were running from house to house and sitting up in the house watching TV all day. If I sat in front of a TV, you know what I would do? I would iron in my children's clothes and my baby's clothes. I was one of them old school sisters. When you took them clothes off the clothesline like my grandma raised us, uh, to soften up the clothes, you had to iron them. So to soften my baby T-shirts from that stiff, cold winter, and I had three babies right there together. Y'all know I had two sets of twins 11 months apart. You know, I'm a compassionate person and I shed some tears, but more than anything, I'm gonna be working on being prepared. So I prepared my spirit and my mind. I had just, my babies were six months old. And without getting into another testimony, I'm gonna just make it simple. My husband and first husband and I was not together. And I had to give up all my comforts. And a lot of people would nowadays, they'll be ready to probably take their life. Now the things that hurt me the most, the one true time I wanted to take my life, you know why? It was during that time when I became an outcast to my entire biological family except for one person and that was my auntie she was the only person that I could call and that would still talk to me and be open and not to shun me and not to treat me Like a reject and a liar. She was the only one. And that's why when I say when she left here, it doesn't matter to me what nobody else can witness. It don't matter if a thousand people could come and tell me, oh, she said this about you and she felt this way. I could give a kitty cat litter what they say because that's how I roll. See, it don't matter to me what nobody else say about somebody who I know have been there for me. So whatever I didn't hear or whatever she did that didn't break me from making me, I don't care what other people can testify and say. I don't live like that. I go by how people do with me. Not how they did with other folks in the family. Other siblings. That's not my stick. That's not my soapbox. That's not my box to stand on. All I know is when I was going through the most crucial time in my teenage years, that the whole, as I knew, my grandmother transitioned. And let me say my granddaddy. He was still living. He embraced me but everybody. There was a traumatic event that happened to me, but I was the one outcast because people loved that family member. And because of their love for that person, it doesn't matter that that person did wrong. They favored them over me because they had a more bond with them. And at first, you know, as a teenager, It'll make you, it'll make you just keep going. I'm telling y'all, I got to a breaking point because I had two kids and I was like raising these kids and one was a product of the tragedy and I had to make some teenage decisions that was very, very hard and when people say your support system, I didn't have one. The only support that I had was my two best friends, and Deborah, and my auntie. Out of the thousands of people in this world, I could turn to. That's why I said in the first one, you gotta know that no matter what, when you got people in your life, no matter what, No matter what somebody say. No matter what they even say. That you is not going to reject and turn away. That's what you call real loyalty. No matter what. I don't care what people could try to come back and tell me about Brenda or Deborah. And I've had my own husband to try to do it. Or my Auntie Eileen. When I say, when I know who was there for me. That's all that matter. I don't want to hear nothing somebody else said it. they said that they heard. They said. that don't matter to our freedom. See, that's why you become a survivor. Because you get to chance to mature strong enough to know where your strength lies. Because if you don't know where your strength lies, you'll be on the battlefield. And the soldier next to you may turn on you. I'm just saying because I've had people in my circle. They turn on me if they hear something that don't feel good to their ears. They turn on me if I don't do something they wanted me to do, they will turn on me. And I've been seeing it so many years from a little girl that I can recognize it with like radars. But what I do, I just don't play people that close anymore. I find out what I can feed them, and then I can see what or not what they're going to do with it. And when I start realizing that no matter what, try to burn, I try to build with people. If I see they don't have no loyalty to me, I, I don't play them up close and personal. I let people know that I love them. Because I do. Because I'm never out to hurt nobody. And I ain't never been a person that whatever somebody choose to do, I got to always put my mouth on it. I don't have to do that. I know what my heart is. Only person's heart I I I can testify about is mine. And my heart has never been a cruel heart. It doesn't matter to me who it is. I just can't see people being mistreated. But I've heard people that it don't matter what a person did for them, how much love a person showed them, they will still complain. They'll still cut people down and make them feel bad in the midst of a crowd. Like, what they do that? And you say you got love and compassion in your heart? I don't say a lot of things like I used to. But I just watch as well as pray. It's like, how can you say certain things to people when you don't think about whatever they have done for you? Like, really? Because none of us have to do anything for anybody. We can all take a bit nasty attitude. That's easy to do. But nasty attitudes is the most easiest thing in the world to do. Believe that. Just like you get mad real quick, everybody else can get mad real quick. And that's what's going on a lot in the world, I believe. So we have a world full of angry people, angry birds. But who? That's why I say, My heroes and heroes are my patriots. Because I seen people that love somebody that was drunk and customized and said, well, come on, sugar. I know what you, I hear you, but come on, let me take you home. We're gonna get you honey. You just need to, just, just need to get, uh drink some coffee and, and get it off you. See, I, I witnessed them type of people. Instead of saying, oh girl, I don't care how drunk she is. Oh, you know what she said to me? Oh, I'm through with her. She ain't got never read about me no more. That's the modern day. And so I sit back now. And this is the thing. People was more closer to God back then. I put something on my Facebook post. This is lady that said, I miss the old school church. That when people got saved, they got saved for real. And when you get saved for real, you don't fall out with people because they talk about you. You don't fall out with people because they tell the truth. You know, my cousin, baby sister, you know, she was a prime example. She was one of my sheroes. And people used to talk about her and they will walk up in my hometown. They got a bed, I'm just gonna tell you. People will walk up to you boldly flat footed and ask you your business like it's really important in their lives. I'm just saying hello. They have no shame in their game to ask you your business. I used to even say from a child, I used to say, if they ever had to live in New York, they probably been dead and gone. Cause they just be in too much and be and be and be in people's business too much. That don't even concern them when are you paying some bills when your name on something to validate you to feel the way you feel and to ask somebody they business like you ask somebody and the people who still able to survive in new york you know who do that i be trying to find them that's a grace of god right now Cause some people just be all up in your Kool-Aid and it's like, did did you bring this from the store? Did you buy this? Did you, I mean, what part of this Kool-Aid that gives you the invitation to feel like you could just walk up in my life and ask me these questions? Like, why they do that? But into who? This is not Alaska. Well, almost all the the, the people in the dark, almost 24 hours. We ain't in Alaska, okay? We got some light in us. I'm just saying. But this is what happens in society sometimes. And so anyway, as a survivor, listen. When you know what you bring to the table, that's the stone-cold lesson that I had to learn to make it as far as I did. To make it without folding up and folding over and rolling up, I had to make sure that I had to place people in their perspective places. And I remember my cousin Enola, People used to say, "Oh, was she going with a white man that had them seventeen acres of land?" It ain't no way that she saved and she ain't got no husband or no boyfriend. Oh, she sneaking somebody. Oh, people used to say all kinds of stuff. Oh, she sneaking somebody. And she and I would sit there and we would laugh about some of the things she would tell me that people had the boldness to walk up and ask her. And I would share some of the things how people had the boldness to come up and ask me. And we would laugh in between standing our word. And then she'll turn right around and she'll pray for them people. See, that's what I'm talking about. I miss them old school saints. Instead of getting on the bandwagon and falling out with you because of something you said that could be true. I'm talking about it could be the stone cold truth and people will get right offended with you and I'll stop speaking to you. I'm just saying hello. And then they think you should put them on these pedestals and you should recognize them. I'm just saying, I'm going to always give honor to respect my elders. I'm just saying, I'm not going to ever be disrespectful. But I be trying to figure out why they get the right to think they can tell you sometimes the way you need to go when they, they, get, they fall out with folks and they feelings every time you turn around. Like, what kind of spirit is that that I supposed to pattern myself after? It's the question. All the people I knew that didn't do that kind of stuff. Or they would say, well, sugar, you know what? She just in her feelings. She going to be all right. Just give her a minute. That's cool. Love. She'll be all right. But you know, I witnessed this stuff. And nowadays, I see a lot of friendships that that's thicker than blood ship. I'm just saying. You know, we came up in a time, they used to say, blood is thicker than water. But in order for me to survive what I'm saying, and no shade, like I say, and toward the people that are biologically connected in my family lineage. I mean, I've lived to, to grow to see three scores. And I mean, I could tell you if they bought anything and put it in my house, I'm just saying, to help me survive. If they contributed, if they any kind of shape, form, and fashion, I'm just saying, to me, to survive, I will be grateful to them. Now, my Uncle Bo Tab, he did, but he dead and gone. Now, my Auntie Eileen, she did, but she dead and gone. When anybody else, if they did it, it must have been anonymous, and I didn't know a thing about it. I'm just saying. To help me to survive. And the thing about my auntie and my uncle who were like my brother and my sister, I never heard a word. I never, ever, ever heard a word. I ain't saying they didn't say one, but I never heard it. Out of all the gossiping people, I never heard it. And the same with my friends. And this is what established me to know what loyalty really means. And they couldn't say something good in my defense. I never heard anything they said bad. If I needed them, and they helped me, and my uncle Bo Tab, he was real big at it. He, you didn't have to ask ask no questions. He just, he would just tell what you need. And that's what he'll help you with. 500, 1,000, whatever you need, just tell me. But see, he left. He left not long after my grandmother. And that's why I'm saying all the people that showed me, you don't hear me now, the loyalty to, to equate to love. That I know they didn't get on the phone and talk about me bad to everybody all over the world that got ears to hear. Or whatever I shared with them that I shared with them. In a confidence. They kept it in a confidence. They They didn't have to prove that to nobody by telling what I said to them in private. I'm just saying. Related in my family, my auntie was the last living link. And they don't tell how much she might have took to the grave with her. Not just for me, but for my whole lot of family members. Because they don't make them like her no more. They can't wait to finish you telling them something for them to jump on the phone and go tell somebody else to tell somebody else. And they don't realize by the end of the day, it done got back to you. And then they wonder why you now don't want to do what you used to do with them. I'm just saying. Think about it. Who all you done talked to and what you done put out and what you done said, and then they got the nerve to have the hypocrisy to tell me you love me. What is that to to them? And sometimes you try, you really try what you can, folks. You really try. You like okay, well let me reapproach this, let me readdress this. You really try in all sincerity sometimes, but you have to get back to the survival mode. In order to survive, some folks, you just got to detach yourself because you see that no matter how much you try to build a bridge, they keep building a wall. Every stone you take to try to build the bridge, they keep taking these stones and building walls. And all you will find yourself doing is reflecting all the walls they used to have built that you done had to come through and conquer and break down and kick down. And here you done changed. And you not what you used to be, but they still what they used to be and what they still live. And they still doing the same old thing that never changed. And then you be like, you know what? I can't do that because I got to survive. It's not personal. It's just you have to survive. And sometimes, in order to do that, people may have to detach themselves from me. But you know what? I'm not going to fall out with them. I'm not. I'm not going to hate them. And anything I could do within my power to do, I'm still going to do. Because I'm cut like that. I was born and bred it. And steered and guided and raised like that. So whatever you do. In this day and dispensation of time. Even though I ran into an extended time. Listen to me. In order to be a survivor. You got to walk in the strength. In God. You cannot do it without God. You cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without the Trinity. Well, let me say, I could not do it. Let me correct myself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I can never do it without the Trinity. I have to lean, depend, and trust in God. And that way, I don't fall out with anybody that's in a human body. Because human beings, we all subject to make mistakes. We subject to error. We subject to fault. We subject to flaws. We subject to imperfection. When anything is man-made, if you see from the bottom of a shoe, man-made, then that means there's a possibility of some flaws and imperfections so you know i'm not on that bandwagon with people who try to act like they all arrive and they sold out because i'm not i die daily and i'm forever learning coming into the knowledge of the truth and on that truth As always, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper and continue to be a survivor. God bless and bye for now. Amen.